0: Welcome back to the Magnolia Media Podcast, part of the Magnolia Media Network. I'm your host, Jonathan M. Ruggiero, here with our editor, Logan Ramsey, and my co-host. Today, we want to touch on our midweek review, a little update in the news so that you don't have to do it yourself. Uh, Today, social media executives are testifying in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee, in Washington DC. It's been rather embarrassing thus far watching Linda Yaccarino try to twist and contort herself into shapes to hide the fact that X, formerly known as Twitter, has uh, become nothing but a cesspool uh, trying to disguise the fact it's you know an open sewer. This from NPR. Biden is scheduled to visit East Palestine, Ohio, the site of a train derailment a year ago that dumped toxic chemicals everywhere, And Trump is trying and failing to peel away some of Biden's organized labor support, some of his union support. He's been widely known as the most pro-union, pro-labor president in history. Of course, he was the first president to stand in a picket line with UAW members this summer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that Trump is going to get nowhere fast with that one. Although he may get some, um, working class votes from union members, he's not going to get, uh, the union support. This also from NPR, the NYPD must now keep records of every person's race and gender that they stop. They stop you for any reason. Now they have, you have to keep uh, a record of, their uh, gender and race
1: yeah fun fact it was 98 percent of African Americans and Latino Americans were stopped by NYPD
0: right this was actually uh, vetoed by Eric Adams mayor very unpopular mayor of New York City but it was overruled uh, by a majority of the city council and the law will go into effect nice so this from the New York Times The Biden campaign is gearing up by buying $250 million, one quarter of a billion (laughs) dollars in ad space and the best ad space possible to be spent this summer and uh, to be used in those targeted swing states, the same old states, because we still have the adequated electoral college of Pennsylvania, Georgia, Michigan, Wisconsin, Arizona, and Nevada. So keep an eye out for them because it looks like Biden is going to be everywhere. Some reporting from the Rolling Stone caught my eye today. They compiled a list of every awful thing Trump promises to do in a second term if we don't stop him and his hateful supporters. The article reports The sick, demented, spray-tanned, wannabe dictator says his administration will really be ready this time to take the wheel and, quote, hit the gas. He's assembled a team that's, quote, laser-focused on exploiting the federal government, full of loopholes to give him power to enact an authoritarian agenda that could spell disaster for the economy, the environment, human rights, democracy and i would add general decency the rolling stone went on to say he will indict biden and his other political enemies round up intern and deport undocumented immigrants when i hear the word round up and in turn Doesn't sound good. That doesn't, no. We know he's been quoting Hitler as of late using terms like poisoning the blood of our country, which is a direct quote from 1930s Hitler uh, pre-Holocaust, just as they were gearing up for the, quote, final solution, as it was called Mm -hmm. in 1930s and 40s Germany. But we're still not through the list. He wants to send the military to the border so we'd have a fully militarized southern border, which is just madness for a developed nation like the United States. He wants to also invade Mexico. That was certainly the most shocking.
1: Why is he wanting to invade Mexico? Like, is he just going to make it into like a
0: white supremacist camp? I, I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe. Uh, but, but the thing is about Mexico is there are a whole lot of brown people there. They're called Mexicans. Yeah, and and um, he does not like... No, he obviously hates Mexicans. I mean... That's a He hates brown people in general. We know that. Uh, He's made that more than clear. He's also been hit by... Hit with fines by the Department of Justice for... Yeah, for civil rights violations. One in 1972, the Nixon administration hit him with a fine for discrimination. And again... And I believe it was 1986 for discrimination at um, his casinos. So, wow. wow, we just have to keep that in mind. Uh he also wants to um, round up the homeless. That is terrifying. I don't know exactly to what end he intends to round up the homeless, but uh, that's what he that's what he has. Uh, been quoted as saying it doesn't sound like he's going to round them up and give them jobs
1: right or or housing housing.
0: or mental health care or drug counseling or anything else no he's just going to
1: round them up and round them
0: up and then sounds like another reference to like a holocaust it it kind of does yeah and I mean we do have a homelessness problem in this country Uh, we have mental health problems in this country but so does every other country in the world um, you know, the the homeless get blamed for far too much because oftentimes it's outside their control. They don't have family or a support system for when schizophrenia is first noticed, you know, mm-hmm. um, when drug addiction takes hold or when they simply get priced out of the market. I mean, I know RNs, registered nurses, who have had to live in their car in the last couple of years, the last four or five years, um, because even with their increased rate of pay compared to the average blue-collar worker, they didn't make enough money to pay today's rents. I mean, it's just gotten
1: crazy. I actually met a guy um, whenever the big snow hit us a few weeks ago. He owned several businesses and right during the pandemic,
0: immediately became homeless, lost everything. I mean, we're all just one or two bad steps away from being in that position. So when you hear turn things like Trump wants to round up uh, homeless people, uh, again we're not sure what what he intends to do with them, but we can't imagine that it would be good. And he wants to use the National Guard in big cities, which have often been a foe of the right wing. They hate the quote big blue cities. Uh, although the big blue cities do produce the majority of the tax revenue that keeps this country uh, exactly. uh, this country's head above water. It was Gavin Newsom who pointed out to Sean Hannity a few weeks ago on Fox News that 71% of all the tax revenue in the United States comes from heavily blue or Democratic districts.
1: 71%. So Republicans
0: literally want to bite the hand that feeds them. Three, that means almost three quarters of 75 cents of every tax dollar collected in the United States comes from a liberal district. does not necessarily saying a liberal voter, but a liberal district or one that leans blue. So between invading Mexico and rounding up homeless people, and we also hear this term round up again when he talks about round up, Intern and deport. If we remember uh, the 1940s, uh, Germany internment. Even here in the United States, when we had internment camps for Japanese Americans after Pearl Harbor, and we've tried to live down that shame for 80 years now, and it's a stain on on the on American history. It yeah. really is. It's a sad, sad thing. He also wants to bring back the federal death penalty and use it in a, quote, big way. Remember that in the last year of Trump's first term, hopefully he doesn't get a second term, but in the one term he served, 13 people were killed that were being held in federal prisons in just six months. And put in mind, that
1: hasn't actually been used in maybe 20 years.
0: Yeah, we'll have to get the exact numbers on that for you. I don't want to be wrongly quoted, uh, but it it was something that had sort of fallen away, something that we um, just, as a society said, we don't want our federal government, although some states are, are like Alabama, is very big on um, executing people as quickly as possible. And the last and perhaps the most important thing, at least to the average American, he's going to increase the price of everything by taxing uh, all imported goods. This would have the knock-on effect of raising prices around the world as we live in a world economy. There's no way around that. So this would, of course, mean that American imports, exports rather, would be getting taxed in retribution and th- th- this would create chaos uh, that are we've just had and we've had an incredible economy we have an incredible economy at this moment we're absolutely on fire inflation is coming down to where it's supposed to be wages are going in the right direction we've had union victory after union victory that's labor blue-collar workers getting what they've been striking for actors. Screen Actors Guild going on strike and getting um, assurances from the big studios. So I mean, it's it's really been the year of labor, and that's been entirely because of President Biden. And building the economy from the top from the top down does not work. Reaganism is the biggest economic failure in U.S. history, and it's been a cancer to our society for forty years. Bidenomics, on the other hand from the bottom up and from the middle out has worked for everyone as the Dow Jones hits record highs uh, along with the S&P 500. So it's not time to go in a different direction and start taxing all imports causing the price of everything to go through the roof. Um, Let's see if all of this doesn't illustrate the depravity of Trump and his gaggle of cultist and ignorant supporters, I don't know what else will. Uh, the, The quote used by Hillary Clinton in 2016, the basket of deplorables, has been proven correct time and time again. Hillary, we're sorry you're not serving up the end of your second term right now. You really should be. And hopefully New York State, if no one else, New York City rather, and Alvin Bragg's indictment against Donald Trump looks like it might be the first criminal case he faces. There's also been this promised holy war against Taylor Swift, if re-elected. Taylor Swift and the Swifties are going to war against the MAGAs? What? I, I, that's Donald Trump has promised a holy war against Taylor Swift because Taylor Swift has the type of voice and following that with an endorsement of a candidate like Biden, she she's going to produce some voters. I mean, estimates oh say definitely 30, yeah, thirty to fifty thousand. But think about it, you know, President Biden won Arizona by eleven thousand votes or less. He won. We know this because of the attempt to extort uh, the state of Georgia. He won the state of Georgia by eleven thousand seven hundred seventy nine votes. Um, so, 50,000 votes in an electoral college system could be enough to swing the entire election. So, good for Taylor and then uh, to hell with Donald Trump, really. Bravo, well, Tay Tay. Bravo. Bra- <laughs> Tay Tay. I didn't even know her as Tay Tay until just then, but that was good. I, I honestly can't name, but one, maybe one or two Taylor Swift songs. I think shake it off and that's one. Um, oh, that
1: was like one of the popular
0: ones. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not a Taylor Swift person. Not a Taylor Swift fan. I'm a nearly I'm nearly 40 years old. I'm a I'm a 40-year-old <laughs> man, so I'm not. It's not like as soon as, you know, you're uh, not ready I to get shake home it off. In the evening, I, you know, yeah, I kick off my shoes and start dancing to Taylor Swift. <laughs> but I will support her 100%. I'll support her right and, and, and the fact she has the freedom and the money to come out and say whatever she wants to say, uh, to support whatever political candidate she wants to. You know, if you're worth hundreds of millions of dollars and you're in business, um, <clears throat> you're almost expected to give money. Um, yeah. You're almost expected to have a political opinion. Mm-hmm. But if you're a celebrity, shut the fuck up. We don't want to hear from you. You have no right. The thing is, is celebrities are among the only class of really rich people who know what it's like to be a poor person. George Clooney wasn't always rich, but he has a strong political opinion now that he is a very, very wealthy man. Brad Pitt wasn't always rich. In fact, he'll tell you himself, in the early 90s when he wasn't getting any roles, you know, he was living in an apartment um, you know, and considered suicide at one point. Yeah, Johnny so Depp
1: actually worked in a pizza Johnny joint Depp. until he started uh, going in the same crowd with Nicolas Cage, Nicolas and then Cage. they became mm-hmm. roommates. Yep, they. Ended and that's how he room. got his first gig on Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, he got
0: his gig on Nightmare on Elm Street because uh, Nicholas Coppola, as he was known then, and yeah. Francis Ford Coppola's nephew, of course. Um, it, you know, and the daughter of Talia Shire, also known as Yo Adrian. From the Rocky movies, yeah, uh, you know he didn't want them to know. Actually, Johnny Depp's, from what I understand, his last job, uh, when he while he was working with, uh, living with Nicolas Cage rather, was selling pencils. Selling pencils. Pencils. Imagine like being the number two pencil man, and you're going around to sell pencils. But he's a high school dropout, so. Now that he's worth, what, $160, $180 million, I think Somewhere it was in yeah. the Amber Heard, yeah, and the Amber Heard lawsuit that he's worth over $150 million, he's not supposed to have a political opinion? I mean, in 2004, he stirred up you know, a mess when he started talking about the Bush administration. Oh, yeah. And he was living in France and in Germany at the time, or France. He was living in France and actually made a a comment about the Bush administration uh, to a German newspaper uh, or German magazine and it really got out of control. So we share the same concern that most fair-minded people share, that Donald Trump is an absolute lunatic and cannot be allowed near anything else, anything that resembles the White House. He cannot be the chief executive. As a matter of fact, he's not eligible to be the chief executive according to the US Constitution. and former Justice Samuel, I'm sorry, Sam, current Justice Samuel Alito, and, uh, of course, the uh, the dead former Justice Antonin Scalia, who talked about this in 2014. He's not eligible. 14.3 is self-executing. It doesn't need a court. No more than you need a court to, say, someone who's 29 tries to run for president. They don't get on the ballot because the Constitution says they can't, just like with the 14th Amendment and then Section 3. 14-3 prevents Donald Trump from getting anywhere near the White House. That's
1: the rules of the game. Yeah, Don't
0: try to put a cheat code in it because you're obviously going to get caught. You're going to yeah. lose. And and they it looks like if, if everything, all indicators line up the way they are lined up right now, that not only will they have a broke Donald Trump who's... Completely insane, you know. By oh yeah. By the by, January of 2025. This this by the time he'd be sworn in, if he was elected, his brain will be complete mush. That'll leave Stephen Miller, you know, running the U.S. government, which he basically did the last time anyway, and that's where all these hate-filled uh, policies came from in the first place. So we can't allow him to have it again. Um, anyway, this has been our our little midweek update. We appreciate you listening in. If you want to contribute and help us stay on the air, coming from Ruby Red, Tennessee, here in Knoxville, Tennessee, our home city is a little more fair-minded, then consider giving to the Magnolia Media Network at our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Magnolia Media Network. When you see the album cover, you know you found the right one. So coming to you from Knoxville, Tennessee, I'm your host, Jonathan M. Ruggiero, along with my co-host and editor, Logan Ramsey, and we thank you for listening to the Magnolia Media Podcast. Until next time, be well.